We are not heroes, nor are we villains. Neither kings nor magicians, but we can tell you their stories. We are the Lore Keepers, and we welcome you to Halloween. Welcome to Hallume. Uh You, wow! Last episode of the season. I can't even introduce welcome, it. Welcome you to Hallume. Do not. You can go fuck yourself. <laughs> uh, welcome to Hallume. Uh, this is Lore Keepers, the Boundless Venture, the world-renowned podcasting opus wherein the richest tapestry of lore in human history is sung into being before your very ear holes those hosts just cannot do it right at least one of them can't i'm frank i'm carter and whether you melt jewelry and volcanoes burn steel to usurp the carrion throne or was it sneeze sneeze on your gray warden to floss no kickflip <laughs> all right sit a while by our fire weary wanderer and let us weave you a tale so as you can see i'm a little bit lower energy today um things things happened between last episode and this episode oh yeah about four minutes of things about 240 seconds i don't know i think i I realized i was really energized last episode we're recording this one in part three on the same day the previous episode and i um holy shit man i didn't realize that rachel got home she was at her sister's because they got a new cat uh, and uh, and she was like meeting him and stuff. He's apparently more friendly and more uh, affectionate than Finnegan, which is saying something. Uh, how is his ass? Fat, it is monumental. Fat as ever. We realized recently he doesn't actually have a neck, really. It's just kind of like a tube that re- goes up and ends in a head. Uh, yeah, he needs he's he has lost some weight, but he definitely needs to lose some more. Um uh, <laughs> He's a very, very friendly kitty, though. No, but she, yeah, she was, she got back. And I realized I've basically been like shouting for the last like 45 minutes straight. So I'm like, maybe we turned down that energy just a little bit. I mean, hey, you know, the fire is low. You know, we've, we've kind of reached the end of the tales for the evening. It's like a candle. It's a candle light. We've all got a, a glass of wine. Is a nice yeah. veggie steak in front of me. You have a nice bloody sirloin. Last person uh, who is, you know, uh, uh, playing, you know, uh, on on stage has has hopped down. You know, most people have filtered off to, you know, Betty by time. This is happening in a tavern, of course. Of course, yeah. But you know, and there's some nice, like, very thick velvet, red velvet uh, curtains around the stage. Uh-huh. Maybe uh-huh. like a, 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 a very soft sax playing in the background. So I guess I guess we're seducing you, listener. The, but us like the royal we as like lore keepers. 
the the entity is seducing you. Kind of, you know, got our eyes across the fire from you. Velvet. uh, There's a lot of velvet in this room, and there's also a lot of velvet on this robe I'm wearing. The smoking robe. (laughs) What the fuck? It's actually just a curtain I've wrapped around myself. (laughs) (laughs) Completely (laughs) nude. Fuck. <laughs> so, anyways, let's um, you know, we'll 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 we're, we're, we've let the the velvet curtains around the fireplace, you know, close in a little <laughs> bit more. Oh, they caught on fire. Yeah, there's okay. too many, yeah. there's too much you know, velvet. Smoke's smoke is rising up. Uh, you know, I don't think. Yeah, okay, that's toxic smoke um, coming up from the uh, from the velvet. I don't think it burns clean. Let's uh, let's step away from that. That's kind of an EPA hazard. Okay, so we're on the other side of the bar now. We're talking Halume. Yeah, no, we're, I think I'm everything's sitting. okay now. The bar, the bartender, and a couple of the keeps have uh, now thrown buckets over the curtains, yeah. um, uh, and are yeah, just they, they, they'll, they'll add it to our bill. So here we are. I forgot. Yeah, yeah, we're talking about Halume. We're Believe talking specifically about Parasari. It's kind of hard to get any less specific than Halloumi, so it's a good place to begin. But yeah, no, we're zoning in on Parasadi, and uh, we ended last episode, we had a, a, a big, long conversation about the role of this, this, this special artifact that was the cause of the destruction of Parasadi. But as promised, we wanted to explore not just how does Parasadi end, but what kind of legacy does it leave, and what does it leave in its, in its place? Let me start by asking this, Carter. Does the island remain? Does the city get taken back in time, or is it is it the entire island itself that gets taken back in time? I think it's the city because time magic is smart enough to where it's not going to like dupe the island. I think that maybe what it does, you know, we could do. Oh, this could be fun. It doesn't just like stack the island on top, top of itself. No, no. I think what it does is maybe it just rewinds time for the island. The islands maybe always been there, but they just said, hey, we need to. Or I guess it would be for this is interesting. This is the weirdness about talking about this stuff as a world builder when we were talking about multiple eras simultaneously for the people who are facing the end of Parasati. Time would be like rushing towards them and they would be traveling back into the past, I guess, and, and like aging into dust. But for the people of the past, so reverse into dust, they Benjamin button into dust. Well, I don't know if they would. I think that they might not because of reasons. If you remember reasons. Yes, reasons. of course. Yeah. So I think they would age into dust. But I think for the people of. The dragons, as the as they would be like aging into dust and then like would long be dead, the dragons would be seeing everything kind of like reverse in time and travel back towards them, rushing back, uh, things getting. And so, yeah, the city would just be delivered, I think, whole cloth to them as it was the artifact, just wherever it is. And maybe they would just like cast that over an entire zone. So there might be chunks of like the, the merfolk city that also have this happen to it. It's like a, a and, bad video game loader where like half the chunks... I'm kind of thinking that I'm kind of thinking it's a situation where where like there's just everything within this zone. And then I mean, because, you know, you could just treat it like a radius spell or something. A merfolk just gets bisected. <laughs> just 
Yeah, maybe. Yeah, well, maybe part of them just ages into the dust and then the other half flops around. Just some fins underwater. But but OK, yeah. Th- and this is how they recover the artifact. I like this idea because then it means that anybody who then goes to the city afterwards will find a completely. Well, OK, question. Does the island. The island. We, 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 we talked about there also being like tsunamis and earthquakes and stuff like that. Does that happen like after the time quake or time quake? Not really a time quake, but you know what I mean? Like, I think that wh- the tsunami wh- was was caused to um, to kind of cover up. The time, the time quake. What happens to anybody who enters this zone after this moment? What do they see? So I think there's an illusion that's left over, you know, a la major image style of like a wrecked city. You don't think that the city's actually wrecked, though? No, no, no. Well, I mean, if you go to the island of Padasati in in the future time, in the like the time where the spell goes off, where the tsunami hits, you'll see like devastation and ruin. But if you like walk past that, you'll see just like emptiness, just like, uh, you know, an empty beach and a crab snapping. Silent. Maybe that seems a little over complex. I mean, aren't both of those a form of destruction? Why do we need the illusion if like you go there and there's nothing there anyways? Well, it's because what was there is back in time. This is so confusing. All right. So so we got we got two standpoints. Remember relativity. So I am sure. in Avon Pentis. Mm-hmm. I'm a fisherman, or like I'm a part of the academy of researchers nearby, and I mm-hmm. see the spell go off, you know, all this stuff happens, and then this big right. tsunami hits, and that's the excuse for why Patasari is gone, it's because of the tsunami. Mm-hmm. But in reality, it's because of the time magic. Just before the wave comes crashing down, the time stuff happens gets flashed backwards in history yes until it uh until it is reachable by the dragons yes okay and so, so from then, my perspective there's nothing there being in avon pentas right but but this would look weird if instead of a ruins of a city there's just an empty beach so there's this illusion okay so then, but for the traders who might try and dock or like would normally, you know, their shipping routes would have them go there. There's no sign from the Admiral's Club or anything. Uh, they're like, well, let's investigate. They get there. They find this grand illusion. I don't know. Like, first of all, I don't think it's to protect the spear or the scepter or whatever, because that's that that has already traveled back in time by now. Like that, that, that was what that event was for was to send it back. And it's no longer retrievable in this era whatsoever. Like you, you have to literally do time travel shit. Like nobody living can reach it anymore because it has ceased to exist, which also, I don't think we ever really mentioned that, but I was imagining that the end of Avon Cordis, when the dragons did their big old thing, uh, that they actually like somehow made the scepter no longer exist or that it went wherever they went and they ceased to exist kind of or something. So anybody who shows up on the the beach, then there's no longer a city there or the city is in ruins or the city isn't even in ruins. There's no city left because the city was transferred through time. Yes. So you just have a raw beach. 
Yeah, which is why there's an illusion. And the illusion is not Got meant it. to hold up to close scrutiny. It's just because, remember, the dock is gone. There's no way to get a big ship through the coral. You, they would have to put an anchor down. That's true. Get out a rowboat, go to the beach, and then they'd see through it. True. I, I, but the thing is, is there will still be people who land on that island, no matter what. Like, if they, like, the, there's, there are other ways to get onto islands than to sail a giant ass ship up to it. You can easily. This is why big boats have small boats. Yeah, I know. You get, you get down into the rowboat, row the boat out, row, row, row your boat out to the island. And you don't have to go into the, to the, to the bay necessarily. You could just pull up on any shoreside. Yeah, and I think this is where you get stories about like, you know, oh, Parasari, uh, it wasn't destroyed. It was, you know, like evaporated or like someone stole the city and you know this is like ghost tales this is sailors sure. tall stories and people don't believe it they're like no 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 i sailed past it it was destroyed i saw it with my own eye sure okay and it's you just think... to create you know some some you... uh disagreement or some sure yes. yes the more the more stories that there are floating around about what happened to the city the less certainty anybody can have and, and connecting the dots and figuring out what happened even on like the Archmage level. Which speaking of, so we originally talked about the Archmages being the ones who cast the spell or uh, to like to get it back. Then we talked about the dragons using it or something. Who who actually cast a spell originally? Maybe, it, I mean, it could be both where like an Archmage took on the form of a dragon or was the remnant it was like the last dragon now there's the, the last dragon that you're talking about to you know who stuck around to do this and was taking the form of a human or or like a mortal that could be kind of fun we could do and that so, i have we did, another option if we don't want to bring dragons in really quick remember we have the lodge of the something something we they they are known sometimes as the adamant we talked yeah. about as as occupying one of the pearls. I don't think you ever made this explicit. I was imagining that this archmage who was going after this artifact maybe knew that this was the thing that they were going after this whole time. And in order to get to it, they had to build a whole infrastructure of stuff so they could acquire. I mean, shit, dude, maybe that's what the adamant's whole the adamant's thing whole has yeah. been is 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 to send this thing back in time and they're not maybe aware of it but they sometimes get orders from on high occasionally like strange orders of like hey it build this interminable i i'm gonna have an like you know i'm gonna send in you know one of our top people to the island you follow their instructions without question and then like later that person then says all right i want you to install this at this weird location over here and it's like in a tuner or something that would pick up this chronomantic spell but so my question is is do you think that that archmage was a dragon or was this something where somebody who was sympathetic to at, like after the avum cordis events knew that this was a necessary thing and said you know what this actually does need to happen this is the only way to save our present was to make sure that this happens in the future or else we fuck up our own past kind of thing obligatory Lord of the Rings reference go for it what I'm thinking of, like you were saying, with like, oh, I'm going to send my, my, you know, second there and you just listen to his stuff without any questions. Mm -hmm. There is a, a point where um, one of Saruman's orcs who was captured 
one of the hobbits is like, you know, being questioned by another orc. It's like, why don't we just kill them and eat them now? Why do we have to take them? You know, why do we have to leave them? To Mordor, sure. Or, you know, they're taking them to, the, to Saruman at Orthanc. But well, they they were taking the hobbits, hobbits to Isengard. Yes, exactly. And Orthanc is uh, Isengard. But. And then Ugluk. Was it Ugluk? Yeah, it, it might have been. I forget. Uh, he basically. I don't know if it was. I thought. I thought it was Orthuk. No. So he basically says to uh, this other orc. He says, uh, "I was told my orders are to leave them unspoiled, and anything that they have on them." Oh no! Oh yeah, I'm getting this confused. This was when they um, caught Frodo and Mordor. Sorry, it wasn't the Isengard mm-hmm. one. But he basically says, mm-hmm. "We are supposed to take everything from this." Hobbit, or from this, you know, uh, spy, they call them. Mm-hmm. And everything on them is to be sent to the Dark Tower, to Lugberts. Every, like, wand, um, you know, like, trinket, uh, necklace, ring. And it's like, the, the ring was just thrown in there is one of the many things. But you know that Sauron specifically wants him to look about the rings, but he can't tell his orcs that. He has to tell them to just send everything. Sure, sure, sure. And so that's what's going okay. on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That there's a lot of things that are distracting from the bigger picture. Yes, I like that. I like that quite a bit. Yes. Um, and so they have a lot of different apparatus. Some of it is just seen as these like benign things where, well, you know, it's a tried and failed experiment. Um, who knows? You know, and there's like for every three or four of those, there's one thing that actually does have some value. But all of it is creating enough like sort of magical noise, if you will, that nobody really knows. Yeah. So, so, but I have two options for you for a battle. Also, sorry, really quick. I was just going to throw that. Well, no, you go ahead. Two options for uh, why, uh, who the head honcho is. Mm-hmm. It's either A, some sort of archmage who is either one of the immortal archmages who was in the Bellum and who was basically recruited by the dragons to do this kind of thing. Or, so I have three options, sorry. Or it's a archmage in this time that was sent a message from the past. The dragons told him basically, like, you, you need to do this thing for the you know, time-space continuum. And he's like, you know, YOLO, whatever. And maybe sure. they promised him, like, a cache of dragon riches that he could go to, like a geocache. I, okay. You know what it is? What? I think we have uh, Benedict Arnold. Not or... Benedict Cumberbatch. Benedict Cumber Barnold. <laughs> Benedicio Cumber Barnold. Barnold. I, I, I don't. I don't think we have a Benedict Arnold. What I think we have, though, is somebody who was an arcanist of this like great and powerful order. Fought tooth and nail against the dragons, uh, literally, to stop them. Avon Cordis goes off. A lot of other people die or whatever. They somehow survive. And in the in the intervening years, they like they, they it's like their eyes have been opened. They're like, oh, shit, they were right. This was all like for the right purposes or whatever. And they actually then go about seeking to provide the thing that would then become, you know, basically their failure and downfall and actually work against their past self. Like, you know, maybe thwarting the people, the arcanists and stuff by leaving things, um, you know. But yeah, specifically sending this back and, and you know, 
I mean, maybe they even become aware of like, okay, so the dragons have chrono, like they're not really chronomancers. They'd be more like just like a chrono seer or something like a prophet who can look forward into time. We've never really talked about this before. This is nothing formal. I'm just was thinking this would be cool and fun. Um, but like if they were looking forward in time, this artifact, uh, this, this uh, arcanist realizes I need to leave clues for them as to how to solve and how to get here. I'm actually the one responsible for so much of this. Like I like realizing it as they go. Oh shit. Like this is actually my job. I need to do this. I think that could be a lot of fun. Plus it like, yeah, again, creates dynamics of like they, the dragons were right, you know? Uh, and, and, or I don't know if they were right, but what they did worked. And that's maybe more like for some of the pragmatists, like, well, it did what we needed it to do. And it's already a foregone conclusion. Like I've already dealt with this, you know, hundreds of years ago, we've moved on at this point. I can kind of see why, what they said was the right thing. You know, what's what's interesting about this, right? Is that I've been watching, um, Steins Gate. Do you know that? Anime? Okay. Uh, no, but should I add it to the Plex? I've heard it's uh, I've heard it's good. Definitely add it to Plex. It's very good. So I've, I rewatched. What, what is the, what is the kind of the premise? The premise is, a like um 18 or 19 year old dude in japan accidentally invents a way to send text messages back in time Ooh, okay and it has this like crazy cool way of doing of like figuring out like different like multiverse stuff and like there's there's different timelines that are that they call um attractor fields which is basically uh imagine like you have a a, th- a, a strand of yarn and in mm. the yarn there are all these different threads okay and sure. so the yeah, yarn yeah. is the attractor field there's like alpha beta gamma whatever attractor fields mm-hmm. and each thread is a different world line and so okay. th- there are certain events that happen in every single world line but they can happen differently and that cool. if, if that event is has the same cool. outcome, you're in that attractor field. So this can be like a character's death or like uh, another one was um, interesting. Who won the Cold War was a big like attractor field thing with like the USSR one. You're in a different attractor field. If that's you, cool. Yeah, if the US Very one. cool. Yeah. So that's hey, really quick question. How horny is it? Um, not that horny. So there's so this is interesting. I, d- I don't remember any, any like protagonists randomly falling onto women and grabbing their boobs kind of shit. Um, I don't think it's that bad, but there is some like, okay. Yeah. Th- there was a scene in Steins Gate zero, which is a, another, like it's like the sequel to it. Okay. It sure. had one of the women falling onto one of the dudes and putting him in like a fucking headlock. Cause she, cause she's like a military person. So it wasn't like a sexy thing. It was just like okay, sure. surprising him because she was scared and just like fucking nearly killed him. <laughs> okay, that cool. Was hilarious, Anyways, so you're, you're watching it. You're talking about these attractor fields. Yeah. So I, it's funny that we're talking about all this time travel shenanigans. Cause I, I'm, I'm thinking about the Steins Gate stuff, but yeah, I, I love the way they do time travel. That's all I have. Yeah. To thanks say. for sharing that. That's interesting uh i'll definitely keep that in mind um yeah, a big part of the plot of the I, first game of the first game uh, the first series is getting from the alpha attractor field to the beta attractor okay mm-hmm. huh 
What what does the world look like after Panasati is gone? Like we can start with kind of the simple stuff. We don't have to go so cosmic with this. Um, economy wise, we talked about uh, a smaller island kind of replacing it being like less ideal, but still a solution. I think that that makes sense. I, I kind of like the idea of somebody trying to build a new Potasati on the old one. And it and because it is it has such it's fallen so far behind as a result of having nothing left. That. Uh, there's a small settlement that does stay there, but honestly, it's more like subsisting off of this secondary place, like the secondary place and maybe continued advancements in technology of like seafaring and stuff means that. Like, here's kind of what I'm picturing. Let's say, okay, so Patasati collapses, right? Uh, Or disappears. And there's this weird illusion. I don't, does the illusion last forever? Are you imagining it's just like permanently there? Uh, I think it lasts until dispelled. So it's possible someone comes and dispels it. I don't think that anybody dispels it for a long time. Maybe Padasati is just seen as this like haunted, cursed place. That I think so. And like all the stories of the tidelings that were seen as this such a positive by the people who lived there are now the ghosts, uh, like remnants of, uh, uh, of like this city that once was. And we'll come back to that. I want to come back to that and talk about what happens to the Tidelings too. But um, in the intervening years, oh shit, where do we go? We need some place to offload our goods and something. So they like reach out. They talk to the Admirals Club. Um, they kind of figure out like, okay, well, you know what? We'll some some quick smart thinking. You know, low nearby people have said like, all right, you know what? Hey, you know, you can come to us. We'll set up a port for you. We'll do it for cheap. They offload their goods. New place starts to replace the old. Um, a new city starts, you know, kind of gathering strength. Maybe, maybe there's not one specific place that is as beneficial, though, as it gets a little decentralized. You know, maybe there's like three different cities total or three different islands that based on their locations and what routes you're actually going to, um, the routes get modified and none of them really get as big or as famous as Padasari ever was. But they have sort of a co-mingling relationship with the three of them yes um as as different trade ports eventually some sneaky clever magician who's not the original archmage i think they're like well my work is done i have no reason to not dispel this like leave it as is and maybe even i don't know i don't think they'd spend a lot of time trying to thwart the activities of any they're like whatever they can do whatever they want with it the work is done it's it doesn't matter anymore Somebody eventually. I think it becomes known at some point in the magical community that like, yes, this is a a massive spell and you could dispel it. You'd need to have to do like a ninth level dispel on it or something. Why? I don't know. I mean, like, why would you want to, I guess, is the question. I don't know if there's necessarily a great reason to do it. So maybe most people leave it as is or they think it's more interesting to observe and research. I think eventually what I'm imagining is that a magician of high enough power is interested enough in the tidelings and what's occurring with them that they say, no, I'm going to I'm going to study them. I'm going to make sense of them. Uh, This is a strange phenomenon. I want to know more about it. I want to know how it's related to everything. And maybe what ends up taking the spot of Padasati is almost like a magical research outpost. 
where they're like observing you know, the local flora fauna kind of vibes of of like what is this phenomenon? Why is it acting this way? It's like the observatories out in you know the middle of nowhere in Chile or whatever. Not saying that Chile is in the middle of nowhere, but like I mean, <laughs> literally like dead ass in the middle of the jungle because it's a really good location. Um, it's the, not even close to anything. The Atacama Desert or whatever the desert is in Chile. Yeah, not close to any of the very large and profitable cities in Chile. Um, or, you know, the, you know, plenty of, you know what I'm saying? And, the, and not the, the, the statement isn't in the middle of nowhere, like Chile, it's in the middle of nowhere in Chile. Yes. The places in Chile that are in the middle of nowhere because they're t- high up on a mountain, have very little atmosphere, you know, around them or whatever, or like really you know, clear skies all the time. Dry. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. So just to say like, yes, this, this gets placed here. And I think, yeah, I think that it becomes like a research hub for a time. Yeah, and I think they might keep the illusion up because, you know, less people to disturb their work. Yeah, actually, that's a good point. There's no reason to dispel it. Uh, The Archmage figures out, you know, or it becomes a well enough known enough thing in the magical community. And then the Archmage is like, well, it's already here. I might as well just use it. Yeah, I don't I don't need the attention. We don't really want the attention. It's, It's still a frequent enough thing that people pass by on trade routes where it's like, they're maybe not super nearby, but a storm that blows you off course from one of the other three cities might push you close enough to Potasati where you might be able to see the dis- like sort of the destroyed illusion from far off. So, OK, so, yeah, it, it becomes that. I don't know. Like, what, what are some of the other things that, you know, we kind of want to explore here? I think the merfolk would be interested to see what that happens to those, because not all of them are destroyed. Or, I mean, we could say that the entirety of well, no, I think that they would be. Because the artifact, when recovered, and the location of it would have been somewhere in the submerged city. Right? And, and maybe it gets recovered proper before the spell is cast. But maybe the Archmage is like, I'd rather not risk it. I don't need to disturb it. I, I, I don't have to do that. I just have to deliver it. They can, they can disturb it once there's, there's nobody left to stop me or stop whoever in the past, the dragons, from doing it. The, you know, it'll be easier for them to get it if there's nobody there. So they send it back into the past, having never actually hunted the treasure. I kind of like that, a treasure hunter who never actually retrieves it. And just puts it back in the past for somebody to easily requisition. Which means then, yeah, that would be pretty much the entire Merfolk city then that gets destroyed or at least sent into the past. I'm, I'm, I'm hesitant to put the Merfolk in the past as well because that would then, I presume, put the coral in the past. And we have a whole story about how the coral gets there in the first place. So if it's or isn't the there, coral a living thing, though? I suppose. But wouldn't the shipwrecks not be living? True, but remember that the difference between, like, when it gets sent back to... So this... So initially we had talked about this being something shortly before the end of Avon Cordis is when this gets sent back to. But really what we figured out is it's actually several thousand years earlier than that. Yes. I know that we 
can find artifacts and things that have been lying around for several thousand years as long as they're relatively undisturbed. There's no way that shipwrecks are going to survive. There's no way that like a wooden ship is is going to is going to endure that much uh uh time sitting around before it just becomes like little bits of wood that then just get washed away into like little particles yeah. that then dissolve or get eaten by plankton or something. So I don't think that's really a, a concern. What about the lava crabs? Oh, they're fucked. They're they're super fucked. <laughs> okay. I don't know. I mean, I they're a living creature. Uh uh, you know, I think that the the time travel would not go well for them. And yeah, basically, you know, or something. Um, yeah, poor lava crabs. They come back, you know. <laughs> they do. That's how it works. I mean, maybe mysteriously nothing happens to them. Maybe <laughs> they were outside of the there. zone and they just don't really care. You know, they don't, you know, they're like, what happened to City? I, I think it's know. like that meme. I'm like, do you want to buy our, you do you want to buy our stuff? We're not really concerned. Like, we don't really care. <laughs> It's like that meme where I'm like, I'm asking you, what about the lava crabs? And you're like, you've got the gun to the back of my head and you're like, always has been, always will be. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Wait, you mean it was always lava crabs? All, uh, it's all it, it all it's all lava crabs. Always has been. Uh, I think I think it's kind of like that. I mean, here's what I'll say. A couple of sad souls lost themselves, you know, the the eight or nine who were residing in the city at the time. But I think the rest of them just were unaffected. So what other. I don't know, I'm still thinking I, about the Tidelings, though. I mean, there's I don't have anything to weigh in with the Tidelings. So I'm going to leave that to you. But I do have some other stuff that we've talked about. And yeah, not, yeah, go for it. The banana wine, though, that is an option. Um, what about the. Uh, I don't think the spell would have enough of a, a range to affect them, but I just want to make it clear, since we're wrapping up on the loose ends, what about the sea monster? The lobster squid? I mean, I think it also is destroyed. <laughs> like, it was destroyed. the destruction of Potosite. Maybe it escapes, maybe it wasn't around when this happens, and uh, its entire cult goes, and it tries to form a new cult somewhere else. Yeah. Could be that. I'd be fine with that. Yep, it journeys elsewhere. Well, I guess I'll have to find a new place to enslave people. Well, it's not. It's not an enslavement. They're voluntary. Well, not necessarily. Nobody really knows. Yeah, don't forget. We never figured out. Don't forget. There's still the other two disciples of the squid crab. Squid. What do you squid mean? Lobster. Because there are three disciples. One of them went to Potosari. The other two went elsewhere. I don't remember that. Yeah, yeah. Remember, it was the like. The rich nobleman or whatever it was down in his luck. Oh, meets the crab, yeah. And then his I do two adventuring this now. Okay, buddies. right. Yep. Yep. Thank you for the reminder. Yeah, so they may. Yeah. Yeah. He's got two more. They might fuck. The squid lobster might fuck off to like the border princes. And Pentas. Right. Yeah. I mean, and like, the, yeah, the monstrosity might be upset about. Well, fuck. I had a pretty good thing going there, uh, but they don't know who did it. Maybe they go try and seek some revenge against this archmage <laughs> or something. That'd be fun. That actually could be kind of fun. I'm but just I don't imagining think they know what happened. Except it's the squid lobster. You killed my cult. Prepare to die. My name is You killed my cult. Prepare to die. There you go. 
That's very good. Prepare to be to be snipped <laughs> with the clamps, <laughs> like the guy from Futurama. <laughs> Boss, you want me to clamp them? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I feel like that pretty much covers it. Honestly, here's the thing. I, I feel like I want to give a little bit of time to the Tidelings, but I don't know if I really have anything enlightened to connect the dots on and i don't want to force it i'd rather just come back sometime in the future if we feel like we have something there um that's worth it but there's still I do, around I do think that they're the... being studied by these arcane researchers mm-hmm. yeah and i think i mean I, I the one thing i wanted to look at was just i was curious to see so we know that they are manifestations of archetypes but they rely on consensus theory like they rely on what is people's generally agreed upon archetypes? So like those evolve and change over time. I'm just wondering, do they maintain their last sort of, do they reiterate and just reload their last save? Or is it a situation where it's, it's, it's not like, you know, a save file at all and more just like, well, there's no consensus about stuff. So, you know, maybe, maybe the researchers, there's not enough people there to have sort of a catalyst of thought. And they just end up being these very vague, amorphous entities that hardly resemble any archetype at all. Yeah. Something. I don't know. I'm just more asking the question. I don't have an answer here. Yeah, I mean, I think that's right. I think they become like amorphous. They, they become Slimer from Ghostbusters. Dude, dude. Was that... You doing two notes from the theme yes. song? Look, I don't want to get sued. All right. Uh, I think. Oh, wait, honestly, last thing, last thing, Frank. The homesteaders. Oh, sure. I think maybe they stick around. You don't think they? I think they might have been they're not wrapped up in the time. Well, so I think that they were far enough out. Here's 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 basically what I'm thinking is. Well, okay, yeah, no, let's talk about it, because here's my thought. A, this magic, incredibly powerful, very difficult to cast, especially if you're not using the artifact to do it, because you couldn't like if you did, then you'd be doomed. I mean, maybe we could have the Archmage do that. You know, that could be kind of fun is like they're like, yeah, this is going to kill me, but it's necessary to maintain to uphold the timeline. And the timeline is actually more important than my life or anybody's. I'll happily sacrifice for, or they could be selfish and just say, well, no, that's why I put all the apparatus up is because I don't, I don't, I don't want to be there for it. I'd rather continue to survive. Plus somebody has to make sure that everything stays Jake here. And that like, I mean, do you think using the artifact, goes in and fucks with the time afterwards? Do you think using the artifact to cast such a, a big spell will kill a mortal spellcaster? I mean, maybe not, but I'm, Honestly, I'm, I'm thinking a little bit more narratively here than than anything else, because there's so many different ways that we can do magic. And and I don't think that that's as much a constraint. Like if we really needed to, like we've talked about them using like age spells for shit, you know, like we, you I've know, got an idea about we, an age. We spell. could have a massive age spell. I think they, they set up these different offices of the adamant. Mm -hmm. Each one has like a basement, like a sigil, as uh, some people in the business say it. <laughs> Or a sigil, uh -huh. 
uh, in the like as others, yeah, in the say. basement, and then they make like a big age age rune, which powers up the age spell and enables them. Yeah, I mean, yes, I think that that's part of it. Uh, I think that the actions of the a lot of these like secret cults or 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 academies or lodges or whatever exist as ways for mages. I think there's a lot of situations like this where mages get people to do weird, goofy things because it will affect whims in a macro scale enough that they can actually cast age spells. Also, just getting people in a room doing shit, sucking off their their juices. Right. Sure. Uh, I mean, this my, is my point. Everyone's got some magic in them. Yep, yeah, that's the true. It's like no, white collar mage I, crime. <laughs> I don't have an issue with that. It was just the way that you said it. Uh, very colorful. Okay, you, you do. Yeah, it's mostly the, the hues of blue. Um, I do. So like, blue is my favorite color. Is it? Yeah, it's the best color. That answers a lot of my questions. So no, okay, okay. So, but but you really your question was about the homesteaders, and and what I'm imagining is we could do a couple of different things. Depends on what we want to do. Could be fun. My point with what I was trying to get at, though, with the with the with the the spell, this would be incredibly difficult to do on any scale, and just to even encompass. I'm I'm imagining the radius is just large enough that it fits within the margin of error for what they uh, 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 can fit, and because. You know, any spell that you're going to try and do like this, it, it, it's a it's going to require a tremendous amount of energy and, you know, it's going to be very difficult to do. So you want to make it as small as possible. It's like trying to get any amount of weight out into into space. You save it wherever you can. Um, I think that the the entire city of the Merfolk is consumed mostly because it needed to be because of how deeply this thing was buried or something. I imagine that the homesteaders were actually far enough out laterally, though, because the city yeah. of the Merfolk is almost directly underneath the the, the city of 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 Padasadi. But I think that the homesteaders were a little bit more spread out. It took them time to get up and to the city proper. That it might be outside of this zone or some of it gets taken up, but not all of it. I think that some of them stick around. But because they're cut off, they don't really have boats or anything like they're they're settled where they are. And all of a sudden, one day they like lose contact with Padasati. And they don't know what happened, to, but the entire city is gone. Most of them are terrified to even go up there. Why would you, you know, when when all of this has happened? So like, just yeah, I mean, I think parlor with their magic shotguns waiting for the end to come. I mean, kind of like I think it kind of becomes like a Far Cry five good doomsday preppers kind of vibe, you know, the good guys yeah. who are doomsday preppers versus the bad guys who are doomsday preppers. So you don't like the gloomsday preppers versus the boomsday shroomsday shroomsday big fan Pre of shroomsday. Yeah. Uh, anyways, no, I mean, I think I think that's probably where my mind lands on the homesteaders. All right. Well, anything you want to wrap up last? We know this is the end of the season, the end of an era. Yeah, man, this is a. Uh... No, no, I think I think we're good. I think school's out. I think it's time to go uh, summer vacation, go to camp, you know, get into some trouble, but not too much trouble, but some. Yep. You know, go. Uh, kiss, kiss somebody, have your first kiss. 
and butt chugs and fall asleep under the stars. Uh, okay, I'm yeah, yeah. I think we're looking at different uh, different age age spans here. Uh huh. Like um, no, I think I'm good. I mean, dude, I, I let's do some lore bits. Yeah, lore. We have lits. Of course, we have lore bits. We always have. Do lore we? Bits. Maybe we. You know what? Maybe we don't. Maybe. Not for the final episode of the season. Here's my lore bit. Send us some questions. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna explore all sorts of stuff. We got some good stuff lined up already. Um, but uh, now's your chance. We're, we're gonna be very responsive. Gonna answer things right away. And look at our email. Uh, even if you wanna, you know, reach us through Reddit, I'll 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 log He'll into r slash the lore Don't keepers. Do you know? He'll do it. <laughs> Yeah, um, but I, I mean, I think I think that's it. So I've got a lore bit. Yeah, Carter, you want to take us out? Yeah, I'll take us you out. You got a lore yeah. bit? All right. Pour one out for Parasari. Yeah, yep, fucking that's it. Fucking a mate. Um, I visit its grave every year. Talk to it because I see that people do that in movies sometimes. Yeah, that's a big thing in Science Gate, talking to Grandpappy's graves. <laughs> oh, really? Yep. Is that a thing? Yeah, because all that rust you know, died early. You're talking about my, about my grandfather now. I don't. I, yeah. All right. We got to end this. Crossing the streams. Thank you for letting us be your escape. If you forgot your worries and you want to make others forgetful, we're on every podcasting service known to humankind. So don't be greedy. Share with your friends. Did we discuss something that was confusing as hell? Of course we did. We always do. But chances are that there's some context in the podcast description. So go there. Uh, you can also explore the subreddit. Reaches at lorekeepers on the Twitter, emails at lorekeeperspodcast at gmail.com. One last time, we'll take that from the top. Email us at lorekeeperspodcast at gmail.com for questions or things you'd like to hear in future episodes. Thank you, as always, to Josh Silker, who composed The Land of Heroes, <laughs> the Lorekeepers theme. Mm, also thank you, know. you to sam wade for the yes, album art which frank is going to get tattooed directly on his forehead not my forehead yeah his 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 uh back head i don't know what's the opposite of four maybe my neck, neck i don't know yeah. no i'm right joking. on the adam's uh, apple oh. no i think it's i think it's probably gonna go on the calf is what i'm thinking either my left or right outside calf you don't want to go probably. in there well, there's shin bone there. That's not pleasant. Uh, oh, thanks. Thanks so much, everyone, though, uh, for giving us another season. I mean, let's face it. We were going to do it whether you're listening <laughs> or not. Fuck you <laughs> is what we're saying. But, uh, man, uh, no, but we're uh, we're happy to have you here on the journey uh, with us. Uh, it's been a got, lot of fun. Well, if you got questions, don't forget to yeah. send those to us. Not sure in, in, in real world time, in our time, not recording time, when we're going to start doing our next recording. We might be doing sort of double headers every other week or something. So um, if there's like a little bit of a gap between, you know, when you send a question, you when you hear it, there will be a difference between that and when you send a question and when you see a response from us. We'll, we'll try and be prompt about like emailing you back and giving an idea of what episode we're going to do about it. Um, but uh yeah, again, thanks so much for, for being here with us and hope you have a safe summer. Um, you know, we, we're still, I think a lot of people are still trying to get through COVID. It doesn't look as good in the rest of the world as it does in the U.S. 
Just saying something because yep. it looks pretty bad in the U.S., but I uh, hope you're staying safe. We love you all, and uh, thanks so much for, for listening. Until next time, don't forget, there are always more stories to tell. There are always more... Time Ben. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Gotta Thanks, everyone. Badly. All right. Thank Have you. Have a happy summer. Goodbye. Bye.